we can have some head knowledge of who we think he is and what we believe about God but when God puts you in the press and he puts you in the storms of life see the true test of what you believe comes up out of whatever is going on in your life whether you trust God or not whether I'm going to stay God even when it feels like it didn't feel good whether I'm going to stand and trust you and believe you even when things are not looking right you know the world has sold us and I'm not going to even say the world, but the church have sold us this gospel of just blessings. The gospel of just the goodness of God. <laughs> but they forgot to tell you that he is a sustainer. Mm -hmm. That he's a very present help in the time of need. They forgot to remind you that, you know, that he puts you in the press, that he tries you, he tests you so that you can grow and be developed and to become more like him. So if you received him as Lord and Savior in your life and you're going through trials and you're going through testing, I want you to know that you're in the right lane. <laughs> you're in the right lane this morning, amen? Don't make the, don't let the will make you feel defeated or make you think that God does not care about you that God is not concerned about you you got to know that God is with us through the storms and through the testings of life hallelujah I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to destiny <laughs> we gonna get there somehow but there's something that that's on the inside of me that I believe I gotta pour out a little bit more this morning before we get to the work can y'all just bear with me see we're not on a time schedule I told God I said I'm so glad we're not recording this morning that we're not on a time schedule I can just be me and show you what God tell you what God is saying to us today See, there are things that will come in your life that will cause you to be distracted, will cause you to be discouraged from God's purpose and God's plan for your life. But you got to be determined that you're going to move forward. Regardless, I was sitting there in worship and as I, I began to magnify the Lord, I said, devil, see, you, you, a couple of weeks ago, actually it's been about a month ago, I sprung my ankle. And I said, well, I'm going to still go and preach and I'm going to keep on praising God. I'm going to keep on giving him some glory. And then by two weeks ago, I broke my toe. And then I said, well, and then I believe a few months before that, I tripped and fell on my face. <laughs> and I said, you know what? I said, the devil, you're trying real hard. There must be something to this. I believe that God is up to something. So I decided that I'm not going to give up, that I'm going to be determined to do exactly what God has called me to do. So if you see me up here and I'm in sandals, it's all right. Just know that Pastor Jackie is determined that she's going to keep on preaching the word of God. Amen. There is nothing that's going to stop us. Hallelujah. 
Well, let's try to go into some destiny this morning and see what God wants to say to us. Amen. Father, I bless you. We give you praise and glory. God, we thank you for this sermon series that you've birthed in our heart for the body of Christ, for the people of God, so that we can hear the mind of Christ and understand your ways, understand your wisdom and your knowledge and your uh, direction in our lives. Lord God, you've already predestined that we're here at this time, at this particular season in our lives. So God, we thank you that as we lean in this morning, that we will hear your word. And not only will we be hearers of the word, but we'll be doers of the word. That as you sow this seed in our heart, that it will begin to grow and flourish and take root in the hearts of the minds of men and women. So now, Lord, we give you praise. Come on, church, tell them thank you. There is an age-old question that has been asked around the world for centuries. And that same question is still been asked. We are asking that same question today. And I believe that it is a question of significance. People still want to know why they exist. And especially in light of the 6.28 million people that have died from COVID-19. That alone is enough to want you to rethink your existence and your significance in this world. That is why we're asking questions like, why am I here? Does life really matter? Are we here today or gone tomorrow? What is my life purpose? See, we all want to know. See, whether you're saved or whether you're unsaved, we, we all want to know why we are here. And people tend to ask those type of questions, especially when they're going through a tough time. Or when there's big changes that are happening in their life. See, we are all searching for something in this life. Whether you are calling it purpose or significance or destiny, there is an innate desire. An unquenchable drive for our lives to matter and for our lives to end up meaning something. See, as we search for significance, we search for it in many different places. We do it in our careers, in our families, in our relationships, and accolades. If you're praising me, that lets me know that I am significant, that I'm doing something. We look for it in prestige. We look for it in money uh, to give us a sense of purpose and significance. All of us are tempted to fill that hole, that void within us by looking for temporary solutions rather than permanent solutions. But nothing and no one can fill the hole or satisfy the lonely, the longingness that we have in our heart apart from God himself 
See, when we want to know what our destiny is, when we desire to know if our life is significant, we have to go back to the creator God. See, but when we review God's plan for our lives through a biblical lens, then we can discover our ultimate purpose. So we have to see it through the lenses of the word of God. So we, I find as we are searching for significance, we are searching for a destiny and purpose and uh, we are searching for these things that are in our lives uh, and we ask ourselves uh, if life is even worth living we, it falls in I believe three different categories three fundamental questions that we tend to ask ourselves the first is the question of existence why of my life why do I exist? Did God put me here in this earth, in this city, in this job, in this family for a reason? Some of you are asking, why am I a part of this family? Everybody else seems opposite of who I am. So you're searching for your identity, your existence. But the short answer to the question is yes, there is an intentionality behind your existence. Everything God made and everything God created, God created with a purpose. See, Jeremiah asks the question of significance in Jeremiah chapter 20, verses 18. He says, why was I born? Was it only to have trouble and sorrow to end my life in disgrace? So even Jeremiah, God's servant, he was asking the question of existence. He says, God, why was I born? Why? Why, Lord, why was I born? We are still asking the same question. And some of us, just like Jeremiah, is it so that I can have troubles and sorrows in my life? See, when hardships come, when disappointments come, when troubles come, it causes us to ask the questions, why God? Jeremiah is questioned his existence. As a matter of fact, he wished that I have never been born. Some of you might have even found yourself in that same situation and said, I, I curse the day that I was born. I curse the day that I exist. I, I came into the earth. I wish that I was never born. And then we have the second question, the question of significance. Is there some meaning to life? Is all that I'm doing just a waste of time 
and energy. I know you've asked the question. When special when life is mundane and you're going through cycle after cycle and you're going through the same thing over and over and over again. You ask the question, does my life have value? Is my, my Am I wasting my time? Am I wasting my energy? I hear people saying in the church, we go to church, but it's the same old thing. Oh, it seems like we just routine. We go to church. We have three songs of worship, three songs of praise. They give you a quick word and a sermon. Oh, is it worth it? Am I wasting my time and my, my energy? And so what are you saying? You're saying, is my life significant? Job. Job was a man of God and he asked the same question. He says, why shall I work so hard for nothing? If you know the story of Job, that Job, he worked hard, he, but he lost everything that he had. So Job is asking the question, why should I work so hard for nothing? If there's no meaning, if there's no purpose, why am I doing this? Job lost everything. And then Solomon was a man of wisdom. He was a man of wealth and he was a man of knowledge. But Solomon even asked the same question of significance. He asked the questions of significance with pertaining to pleasure. And he says this laughter is silly. What good is it to seek after pleasure? See, he had experienced it all. In other words, what he's saying, life is meaningless. And so Solomon is asking again that question of significance. Who am I and what do I do? What is it that is causing me? Why am I here? What is it that's causing me to have an identity where I understand why I'm here, why I'm on earth? What I do is significant to my destiny. See, life is petty. It can be trivial and pointless without having significance. And then there is this third question of intent. Is there a purpose for my life? Is there a purpose for me? Is there a purpose for my life? Isaiah put it this way. My works all seem so useless. I have spent my strength for nothing and for no purpose at all. So it tells me that throughout time that men and women have been struggling with their identity of knowing who they are and struggling with their significance and understanding why I exist. 
See, God made each and every one of us with purpose. And no matter uh, if you don't know what that purpose is, it is crucial, I believe, that we strive and go to the creator and ask the creator to reveal to us uh, our purpose. It's important that we find uh, our identity in Christ. See, we cannot compensate for not knowing uh, our purpose. There is no success. There's no amount of wealth or fame or pleasure that can compensate for us not for us knowing our significance because without purpose life is meaningless we see it every day we see it on the news every single day. You wonder why. Why are they killing? Why are they raping? Why are they stealing? Why? Are they? Because they have no purpose. There's no significance. Nobody pulled them to the side and said, you have value. God has created you and he's created you for a divine purpose. We see it all the time. I was thinking about the gangbangers. The reason why they get in gangs because they want to have somebody that they can associate with. Somebody that's going to point out their identity because they're searching. They're longing for family. They're longing for connection. They're longing for unity. They don't just do it just to be wicked. They do it because they want relationships. God created us in this image and his likeness. He created us to desire him, to want to know him. He created us for a divine purpose. Pastor Rick Warren said this, this is without purpose. Life is motion without meaning. Activity without directions. Events without reasoning, without purpose, life is trivial, petty, and pointless. What he's saying that we keep on going round and around and around in that same circle, and we don't understand who we are and who we belong to. We don't understand why we are here. See, I am convinced if you really understood your purpose, it'll transform your thinking, it'll transform your attitude. The way that you do things. If you really understand who you are and why God has called you, why God has chosen you, why God has given you an identity, it'll change everything around you. You'll walk through life with purpose. Things will not distract you. The devil will have to get out of your way. Broke toe or no. You're going to say, listen, I have a purpose. I know what God has called me to do. I must be about my father's business. When we understand it, the problem is even within the church, the conception of the church, we don't really understand our purpose and the destiny that God has for us. We don't understand it. We're confused. But it's never too late to discover our God-ordained purpose. 
You're not here by accident. I know some of you were told that you was a mistake, but I'm here to tell you God doesn't make any mistakes. Everything that God created, he created with purpose. Every plant has a purpose. Every animal has a purpose. Yes, and if you're alive today, if you're still here, if COVID didn't take you down, if another disease didn't take you down, if you have breath in your body and you still here you still have purpose so over the next few weeks I'm going to try to help us to understand our destiny and we're going to go through these three questions and we're going to just dove into them. And I think it's important uh, that it is it's essential to our hope. It is essential to our purpose. Uh, it's essential to be able to walk through uncertainty and pain and frustration in your life. When you understand your purpose, you can walk through pain. When you understand uh, your purpose, when uncertainty come you can walk right through when you can't see your way out but you understand your purpose you can walk in it and you can walk through it that was just the foundation <laughs> thank you for letting me set the foundation for the series now let's deal with the question of existence why am I here why am I here you're here and you exist to glorify God. Come on, tell it to yourself. I exist first and foremost to glorify God. See, the Bible make it abundantly clear that God has created man to glorify him. Our purpose is to first and foremost is to glorify God. While we're living in this earth, in this fallen world, it is for us to glorify God. While we're still here, it is for us to make his name known. In other words, it's saying, and I Isaiah chapter 43 verses 7 it says everyone who is called by my name who I have created for my glory whom I have formed and made this is God speaking he said everyone who I have called by my name who is he talking to he's talking about the believers he's talking about those in Christ those have that has his identity God's sons and his daughters he's talking to the believers he says I have created you and I've created you for my glory to glorify God you said well pastor that sounds good but what does it mean in this life to glorify God see to glorify God it means that we acknowledge that first and foremost that he is God we recognize him for his greatness we recognize that, that he is God and there is no other see we've been worshiping all forms of God but there is only one God I know it's not culturally accepted it's all right for you to go over here and worship Buddha it's okay for you to go over here and worship Muhammad but baby let me tell you there is one God and one creator of the heavens and the earth we serve one God you gotta have it stamped on your heart on your mind and know and don't be confused about who he is who he is 
greatness. Worship him for his greatness. He's the all-consuming fire. He's the beginning and the ending. See, God started it and God's going to finish it. He gives us the ability to walk in the middle through him. He's already spoken into existence. He knows what your end is going to be like. So we got to begin to worship him for who he is. I like what Moses said. Moses said, well, God, who do you say that I sent me? Uh, Moses said, I, I, I stumble. I, I, I really can't speak right, God. But when they ask me who sent me, he said, say I am that I am sent me. And see, why did he call him says I am? He says, I am that I am because I am that I am. Everything that you need him to be, God says, I am that. That's what he's saying. You need him to be your source of strength. I am that. You need him to be your healer. I am that also. You need him to be a mind regulator. I am that. Oh yes, you need him to be a heart fixer. I am that. You got to determine in your mind that I'm going to worship him because he's all, he's everything that I need. See, don't let the world confuse you. There is one God, one God, one creator, one that deserve all the worship, one that deserve all the praise, one that deserve all the accolades. There is one God that we serve. My God. Oh, acknowledge him. Acknowledge him. And so when we glorify him, we honor him by praise and worshiping him. Why? Because he deserves it. <laughs> he deserves all the honor. He deserves all the praise. He deserves all the worship. <sighs> but see, isn't it interesting that God created us to worship, to glorify him, but he don't make us. It's by choice whether you choose to worship or not. It's your choice whether I say I'm going to glorify him, I'm going to magnify him. I like what the psalmist said in Psalms 19 verses 1. It says the heavens declare the glory of the Lord. The sky above uh, proclaim his handy work. And what he's saying is that in all creation, everything that you see worship. When you see trees waving in the air, they ain't doing nothing but worshiping. <laughs> oh, when you decide that I'm not going to let the rock cry out for me, I'm going to lift up name, his name high. I'm going to call up on his name and I'm going to worship him. The heavens and the earth worship. I believe that we're living in a time right now. That the earth is moaning and is groaning for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, you see it as hurricanes. Oh, you see it as a drought. You see it at all kind of stuff. But see, it is the earth moaning and saying, God, we can't wait for your return. In other words, they're worshiping and saying, God, oh, all of these things must be. But we can't wait for you to come back. Creator. See, even the earth knows that there is a creator. Hallelujah. 
see, to glorify him also means that we have to listen and to agree with God's word. See, the Bible is his word to us, and we need it in this life. Amen. It is the believer's instruction book. You know, Psalms 119 verses 105 says that the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. See, the word is a source of light that guides the believer throughout life. See, the lamp is directing our feet into a dark world. See, you need his word. And not only do you need to be uh, listen to his word, but you got to be a doer of the word of God. Amen. If you're going to glorify him, you just can't come in here on Sunday and say, Pastor Jackie, that was a good word. But baby, you got to live it out on Monday. You got to live it out on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and Saturday. You, can say, you have to live out his commands. Whatever God is saying, God, I don't understand it. I don't agree with it. But God, I decide that I am going to agree I'm going to follow after you see the act of listening to and agreeing with God will not glorify him if we're not submitted to him see I need to make it clear we've been doing church We've been doing church for a long time. We've been having good service, having good word, but no transformation ain't been taking place in our life. Why we ain't transformed? Because we ain't being obedient to God's word. We haven't been doing his word. You say, oh, that was good, but that was for Sister Jane over there in row 6B. No, that was for Brother Dick over there in row 6F. No, uh-uh, baby, it's for you. When it stops at your door, you begin to open up that door and say, God, I submit myself to you. We got to be willing to obey the commands of the Lord. See, glorifying God is committed, committing ourselves to be submitted to his authority. <laughs> See, you, uh, I put committed because I, I need you to know that you got to make a mental note that I have to make a decision that I am going to submit myself to his authority. See, you submit all the time, but you submit to other authority and not God's authority. You submit to other things happening in your life. But God is saying, if you're going to glorify me, you got to submit yourself. Submit yourself and then obey your commands. God delights in the obedience of his children. See, the children of Israel is a good example for the new church, for the modern day church. See, every time God gave them, he gave them 10 commandments. He says, listen, I'm going to write it down so that y'all can know. And this is what I need y'all to do. Remind your children, go over it with your children. I need you to understand that you are, I am your God. I don't need you to go into this foreign land that I'm about to bless you with and begin to serve their God. What he was telling them, listen, I'm giving you some instruction, some clear directions on what you need to do so that you can contain uh, the glory and the blessings of God continue to happen in your life. God is saying the same thing to us. When we see the children of Israel, what did they do? They obeyed God for a little bit. 
They got into foreign lands and they said, mm, we're going to marry with everybody else's. God said, now he said, I forbid, don't, don't, he, he said, don't marry, but he said, don't marry for no reason. For a reason. And the reason why he said that, because I don't want, don't want you bringing these false gods in here. I don't want you to be confused about who I am. Then he had to just, you know, correct them. And prove to him, to them that he was God. Amen. And then they, they went on back. You know, they got themselves right, just like we do. Get ourselves right for a good hot minute. A hot minute. We get it right for a hot minute. Next time we look, next week we back in the, oh, God said, no, 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 no. Stay on the straight and in there. Then God says, okay, I love you. But he said, I chasten whom I love. In other words, what he's saying, I will discipline whom I love. So what he's saying, if we're going to submit our lives to God, we're going to have to learn how to glorify him. So church, you are created to worship the king of glory. You are created to bring him glory. You are created to magnify him. You are created to satisfy God's longing to have a family. His longing for you to be a part of his family. You're going to have to understand you have been created for him and not for yourself. God has plans for your life, and it's a good plan. I'm on on hook here because this is my time is out. Come on, church, stand to your feet. I want you to know that you're created in the image and the likeness of God. We'll finish it up next week because it's important that you get it. It's important that you understand that you've been created to worship amen and to glorify him in all that you do and all that you say we're created to bring him glory so when you wonder about why am I here that's the number one purpose (laughs) You say, oh, well, he's a selfish God. Why did he create us just to worship him? Because he's God. And he can do what he want to do. When the last time you spoke a word and caused the earth to conform? When the last time you spoke a word and the sun set up in the atmosphere? When is the last time you spoke a word and the seas was formed? The depths of the sea. When was the last time you spoke a word and man came into existence? He's all powerful. He's all knowing. He deserved to be worshipped. He deserved to be praised. He was the first man on the scene. A man looking at us. And he says, I'm going to create them. And I'm going to create them in my likeness. But I'm going to create them with a desire to want to worship me. That's why you have that desire for significance. He created you to worship. Come on, lift those hands up. I believe he deserves a little worship and praise right here. Because now we have knowledge. It's head knowledge, but now 
we're going to make it a part of our experience. And we're going to begin to glorify him. So, Father, as hands that are lifted up all over this building, God, we choose to glorify your name. We choose to worship you as Alpha and Omega. We choose to worship you as creator of the universe. We choose today to worship you as the great I am, the Prince of Peace, <laughs> the everlasting Father. God, everything that we need, God, we choose. And God, if you decide that you're not going to do anything else for us, we make a decision that we still going to worship. <laughs> We still gonna worship. There's so much stuff in our past, God, that we still need to worship you for, God. There is stuff that we didn't even get a chance to see. We still need to worship you for, God. There is times when, God, you intervened and you stopped it. We still need to worship you for, God. Some of us had COVID-19, but we didn't even experience not one thing, God. God, we still need to worship you. You brought us back from a mighty long ways, God. You brought us back, God, and we don't ever want to forget. We don't ever want to forget the goodness of God. We don't ever want to forget your grace and your mercy towards us. We don't ever want to forget your love and your kindness towards us. Come on, church. We don't ever want to forget, God. God, we are remembered. God, you told us when we do this, do remembrance of you so this morning I worship it's in remembrance of everything that you have done in our lives and everything that you're gonna do God everything that you've already predestined before time even when we were in our mother's wombs God you predestined us God to position us in this earth to fulfill your purposes and plans in the earth come on church let's give him a big shout of praise one more time. Oh, come on. Oh, church. Oh, we worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes at this moment. I believe that there's some people that's in the room. And maybe you have not had an opportunity to give your life to Jesus Christ. And you say, hey, Pastor, you said that we are all created to worship God. I need to have a relationship with God. And see, here's the deal. God wants to have a relationship with you. He wants you to be a part of his family. Amen. Even before time. He didn't want, the Bible says that he didn't want not one to be lost. Not one, not one, not one, not one, not one, not one to be lost. But he wanted us all to come into the knowledge and the understanding that he is our Savior. Amen. So if you haven't made a decision for Jesus Christ, I want to give you the opportunity to make a decision in this room. This is the right time. This is the right season. Would you just repeat after me? Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me. For all of my sins. Father, I believe that you are the Christ, that you are the risen Savior. And so, Father, I receive in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Come on, church. Give God a big hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 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 While you're standing, if you're in the room tonight, I'm not going to even, um, this morning, I'm not going to ask you to even come to the altar. But if you're here and you came and you came with a prayer request, come on, lift those hands up high all over the building. Let me pray. I believe the spirit of the Lord is here to meet us. I see hands all over the building, all over the building, all over the building. Father, you see these hands that are lifted up all over this building. God, you know them and you know them by name. You know exactly what they stand in need of, God. So I pray that you'll begin to move upon their circumstances. God, I ask you to get right dap in the middle of it. God, some of them need wisdom. Lord, would you impart your wisdom and understanding for their circumstances. God, somebody need healing in their bodies, Lord. You already spoken in your word by your stripes we are healed and made whole. You are the great physician. So, Father, we pray that the healing power the Holy Spirit would just run rapidly all throughout this room right now. Somebody need their mind regulated. God heal in the name of Jesus. Jobs, finances, God, whatever it is, because you are all knowing. Lord, I ask you to meet the body of Christ at the point of their need. So, Father, we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Come on, let's shout to the Lord one more time, church. God bless you. We love you. I want to invite you back for next week as we continue to talk about destiny. We're just getting started. Amen. God has so much in store for the body of Christ. Invite somebody out. I can tell you, nine out of ten of your friends don't know who they are. Amen. Invite them to come out so that we can look at it through the lens of the word of God. I love you. God bless you. Keep praying for us. We would love for you to get connected. Go to LOWCF.org and click connect. Fill out the information and we'll get in touch with you. Let's get connected.